Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Life of Riley. Today on the podcast, we have my friend Amber Reader Vega, and Amber is going to be chatting with us about leadership. She is actually a leader at my place of work, and I have learned so much from her just by watching and now, of course, sitting down and talking with her. She just earned her master's in organizational leadership, so you know that she's got tons of great tips on leadership. Since we recorded this podcast, she's actually launched her own podcast called I'm Obsessed. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you choose to listen. And I'm going to leave a link in the description of this episode so you can go check out her podcast. So thank you so much, Amber, for coming on and enjoy this episode of The Life of Riley. Hi, Amber. Hi. I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, thank you. Let me just tell let me just tell the audience what a rock star podcast guest you are because you have really incredible audio equipment that you're using and you sound amazing. You're oh, very professional. You. You're yeah, going to sound well, better yeah. than me. You're going to have to you're going to have to come back and just host this thing because nah. you're definitely going to sound better than me on this. Oh no, no, you're a better host already. I can tell. <laughs> Amber, I'm really excited to chat with you. We're going to be talking a lot about like leadership today. Mm-hmm. And I think that at least for myself, maybe you've gotten this before, a common misconception about leaders is that like they're all really extroverted yeah, and really like um, – yeah, extroverted, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Like I, I, I actually have found um, – I'm not I – I don't really know what I am. I would say I'm an extrovert, You're but an extrovert. I also – Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you saying. that. I know you. <laughs> not a bad thing. Don't worry. Right. No, yeah, I definitely would say I'm an extrovert, but I have found like I like leaders who are like I don't want to be led led by someone like myself, honestly. <laughs> like people like me really irk me when they're my leaders mm-hmm. because it's a little like chaotic. Yeah. And um so I actually like really prefer introverted leaders that mm-hmm. are a little bit more like introspective. Uh, yes. Awful. It's very calming. It's yeah. very reassuring. And I think like being a leader, you have to be able to like get people to trust you and stuff. So I really like like when you're my lead, oh my God, I love it. And I've said that before. I'm like, how come everyone likes you? Like it's so crazy that we don't know. It's no, I think, well, we're gonna we're gonna dive into it because it's fascinating. You are like totally universally well liked and respected, which is so hard to do in a leadership position because inevitably you end up like rubbing people the wrong way, especially leading peers. And like, you you don't do that. Like you never make people mad, which like everyone else does. I think it's amazing. You're great. I, uh, one, I'm going to cry. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for that compliment. Wow. Um, for me, I think it's, I tend to think of the people first. This is, Mm -hmm. this is like, this has just been I've been a leader for seven, eight years. I don't know. I lost track. Um, but, <laughs> um, from the beginning, I, I looked at the leaders who who trained me and were my leaders before back in like 2005 to 2010. Um, and when I was new at the Disneyland Resort, um, mm-hmm. I, I looked to who I liked as my leaders and who I didn't necessarily agree with as how they led. Um, mm-hmm. And the ones that I liked were the ones that I emulate today. Um, a lot of them were more 
they were more people driven as opposed to rules and regulations driven. Um, because if you think about it, rules are put into place to, um, make sure everybody's safe and that everybody is doing a good job. Right. Right. Um, so if you're concerning yourself with the safety of your people and with the, with their best intentions in your intentions, then Uh you're going to make the, you're going to make good decisions for everybody. And so that's kind of how I lead. I I, I, have a more, I feel like I have a more servant type leadership um, uh-huh. of like, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for the people that I'm leading over. And so if I were to make a decision that is purely selfish or that doesn't have the best, um, the cast best interest in mind or the uh-huh. employees, whichever word you want to take, um, yeah. best interest in mind, then that's not a decision that I can make. I can't stand by that. I can't, I need to. I need to have everybody that I'm in charge of's best interest at heart. When, right. When I make any decision. Wow. That's honestly so that's so cool. <laughs> no, I love that. And you know, so let me ask you this. Um, being a leader, sometimes and not every day you are a leader. Sometimes you have to be a follower to someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Or do you ever get resentful? Because this is what I would, this is how I would feel. <laughs> do you ever get resentful of like when you when you put others before yourself in a leadership role and then when you're led by others and they're not reciprocating in the same way, does that ever like um, make you resentful or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say it makes me resentful. I, I, it makes me, honestly, it just makes me sad. It makes yeah. me like when I see other people, like when I'm just in a normal everyday role, not in a leadership role, um, yeah. I, and I have a leader that maybe is a little bit micromanagey or a lot micromanagey, um, uh-huh. and they make decisions that I necessarily don't agree with. Um, uh-huh. I'll tell them like as, as a peer, I'll tell them because I feel like if I don't tell them that's, that's doing a disservice to them because it's a learning totally. But I understand that if they make that decision and they stand by that decision, even with me giving my feedback, which uh-huh. is difficult to do in itself, uh, giving up- right. upward feedback. Um, I feel if they stand by their decision, I have to do it. I might not like it, but I have to do it. And then I will talk to them again and be like, right. this is why I needed you to not do that um, for for your people. Like your people now look at you this way. And I'm sorry, but that's the truth. Um, right. Because I heard them say it. <laughs> this is how they feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, if if I have a leader that's doing maybe something that I don't agree with, I I am more than more than willing to step up and say something about it um, mm-hmm. because I am also a leader. But right. I, don't, I don't think I feel ever feel resentful. Um, knowing your peers and knowing how they lead is a very, it's a skill that everybody needs. Um, yeah. As if you, especially if you're like me and you bounce back and forth between the roles, um, mm-hmm. you need to know what you're expecting going in. So if you see someone's name as your leader that day, you know what to expect from them. And if you see someone's right. name, you know what to expect from them. So it's like, if I see person X's name, um, let's call them Jan. If we see Jan's name on the board, we know that we might have to, you know, be a little more proper. We might have to be a little more, you know, on our game as if, you know, Julie's name on the board. I'm using female leaders because, you know, strong female leaders. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Julie's a little more lax in the rules aspect, but she cares about you as a person. Like that's how I like to lead. I like to, I like, I like people to be comfortable. Like I, yeah. you're at work, you're being forced to be in a space for eight hours plus. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If you're, if you're in a space that you're not comfortable in that eight hours is going to feel like three days, but if totally. you're in a space that is comfortable and you feel like you can do your best in that because you're not being like hovered over or like, like watch like a hawk, then right. 
if, if you're in that mind space, your day's one going to fly Two, you're going to have fun. Three, you're going to project that onto other people, AKA your customers, your guests, like totally that, that, that mindset of like happy people produce a happy product, right? Like, that's what it is. It's, you need your people that are working for you to be in a good mindset so that they're not projecting negative energy onto the people that they're supposed to be helping and serving. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's how I would think of it. And it's like, if I can make a, like my leader that day, a little more aware of how they're projecting onto their cast mm-hmm. then that's helping. And that's why I would give that upward feedback. I, I love that. And I totally agree. I mean, like there's literally nothing truer than like a happy environment, happy people creates a happier product. And I think that you said something really interesting. You talked about like being able to recognize like the kind of style that a certain leader has Mm -hmm. and being able to like equip yourself to best interact with that leadership style or whatever. But also in the, in the reverse sense, when you are a leader, you have to be able to like, I don't know, like recognize the strengths and weaknesses of your team and being able to like assign duties or whatever. Um, Like Disney is an example, but also like in other roles, like you always have to be able to do that. How do you find like what what are your techniques to understanding people and being able to like play to their strengths? Um, Knowing the person was Mm -hmm. number one, obviously. But if you don't have maybe that time to know that person, um, if you put someone in a role and you're not familiar with their, with their comfortability in whatever you're giving them. Um, I'm just going to give an example of like when we get new hires in, it's their first day. Tell me it's your first day. Anybody listening, if it's your first day working, tell your supervisor that it's your first day. We don't know. Um, Tell me it's your first day. I will walk you through it. I will tell you exactly what's up. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me. Um, But if I don't know what your strength and and weaknesses are, I'm going to watch and I'm going to see like, oh, this person really likes talking to people. So I want to put them in a role that maybe they want to talk to people more. Or this person Mm -hmm. doesn't like talking to people. Hello, me. I actually (laughs) don't enjoy talking to people. This is fine because I can't see you. Right. (laughs) I agreed to this, but like in a professional manner, I, I'm not, I'm not really a people person. Like I can put it on. I'm, I'm very good at turning it on for the moment, but when you get into small talk, no, no, I don't like it. So recognizing that in somebody of like, whether they want to talk to people, so put them on the front line or they more are like, they're more, um, like structured and they need, they need processes, put them Mm -hmm. in like a a loader position of like, I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, like more processes because we have all those people. Um, I'm always going to, I'm always going to use my job and like our job working at Disney in guest service as an example. But, um, yeah, some of the people that we work with are great at talking and some of the people Mm -hmm. are not good at talking and recognizing those skills in people and putting them in places where they feel more comfortable is Mm -hmm. good. Like, Totally. Um, one thing that this may be controversial, um, <laughs> but one thing is is that from when I hired in to now, um, which has been 16 years, um, the mindset wow. of the original role of uh, entertainment host that I hired into mm-hmm. um, has changed. So mm-hmm. now it's more guest guest um, focused, where you're assisting the guests and the character is just kind of there doing their thing. Right. However when I hired in your, your position was for the character. Like you were in charge of managing their line, cutting their line and making sure they were safe and then assisting the guest, like mm-hmm. it was protecting a cast member and then 
and then assisting the guest. Right. Um, because if your cast member, your fellow cast member, like whoever you were with, didn't feel safe, then it was not a good time. Um, right. But now it's kind of reversed because they're like, well, if we if we help the guests, then the character will feel safe because, you know, the guests are being handled. Right. Um, but I feel like that mindset has switched, especially with going now nowadays i feel like there's more introverted people and more mm-hmm. people that don't have with the uh, with the availability of technology don't have those like people skills we don't talk as much we text yeah. we we like send video messages we don't mm-hmm. actually sit down at a coffee shop and talk like mm-hmm. i can't think of the last time i did that with anyone other than my husband like right. i just i don't i don't go hang out with people i text them i like i chat with them on you know email or on Facebook whatever um, yeah but we don't really have those people skills anymore as we mm-hmm. did back before technology had its big boom you know in like the mm-hmm. mid to late 90s um so identifying those skills in people is it's weird to me that we've shifted so opposite of when I hired in because of the opposite shift that happened in people and I feel like right. because of the people the people that have probably made these decisions, these are, this is all speculation. I do not speak from the Walt Disney Company, but the right, right. people that made those decisions to change that, um, that training mm-hmm. probably have good people talking skills and they don't right. recognize that a lot of the people coming in aren't as comfortable because they're young and they've grown up with technology and they don't, right. they don't have those interpersonal communication skills that a lot of people kind of lack today and have it have had in the past that's why that's why like everyone's mom is like the coolest because they have people skills and then everyone yeah I'm not as good at talking mom can you just do it like yeah like I'm yeah like can you make my doctor's appointment (laughs) oh yeah better at this and she's like yes yes I am and I'm like yeah I mean yeah oh I can turn it on but I've got maybe a five minute window where it's on then it turns off right I feel like knowing people's strengths and weaknesses, if you put someone who's weak in talking to people in a frontline position, whew, that person is not going to succeed. That's setting them up for failure and you're doing a disservice to yourself as a leader and that person as a follower. Like, totally. no, that's bad. So knowing where to put people is is key into a happy environment and a successful operation. It just is. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I love I <laughs> I remember like in high school in leadership class, we did a lesson called I don't remember what it was called, but it was basically this idea that like everyone has a seat on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like everyone has something that they're good at. And it's it's an amazing thing if a good leader like yourself can identify that and put people in the right seat. Because so often, like it's not that people are bad employees. It's just like you're not utilizing them in the way that's going to set them up for success. Yeah. You're not seeing their potential and you're not letting them realize that potential. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Something that I noticed about you that I want to ask about is like, I feel like when I observe you as a leader, one of the greatest things about you is like, I think from what I observe and correct me if I'm wrong, so much of your power as a leader comes from a place of like people want to reciprocate the kindness and attention that you show us and not from a place of like, oh, we're scared that we're going to get in trouble. Like for me, I want to listen to you because you listen to me. Like I don't want to just be a bitch and be like, Amber just listened to me as I complained and here I go just ignoring what she asked me to do. <laughs> like it's because I want to reciprocate because you always take the time to listen and it, it never comes from a place of like fear. 
like it's not a fear. I guess what I'm trying to say is like your power doesn't come from fear. No. It comes from like people want to invest back into you because you invest so much in other people. Yeah. Is that intentional or like is that just like your personality or is that like a conscious choice that you have to make? Um, Sometimes it's a very conscious choice that I have to make. Yeah. <laughs> there are times like – like I know like you you've made these generalizations that make me feel really warm and fuzzy but there are people that don't <laughs> like me there are people that don't agree with my leadership style there are I've I've, I've come across them so I'm not, I've never I'm, met one I'm not saying this out of like <laughs> just uh, I think this because I'm a pessimist no I'm not that's not me um there are people that don't that sometimes do not agree with my leadership style um so sometimes it does have to be a conscious choice that I make of like no this is what I believe and this is it However, I have had those like difficult people where they maybe don't want to do what you say, even though like, you know, it's the right thing. They might not think so. So you have to explain it and explaining the why behind things really Mm -hmm. like helps add to people wanting to work for you and not against you. And that's, that's a big thing I tell people that, um, that come up to me and be like, Hey, I want to go for a leadership position. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you my best piece of advice right now of, one, be yourself. And yeah. two, um, you want people to work for you, not against you. Because once right. they work against you, that's when you start to fail. Because that's when you start to, that's when you really start to um, like let power get to your head. And yeah. that is something a, a true leader should never have happen. And I'm, I'm going to let you know that's happened to me where I've had to be like, no, you have to do this because I said so. Like, mm-hmm. I know you don't agree with it, but you have to do it. And mm-hmm. for me, I feel like the the reason people do listen to me, and especially in times where it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, we have to do this, is mm-hmm. because I don't say that for everything. When I'm like, you have to go on set right now. You have to mm-hmm. get out there. I know you're on yeah. your break, but I need you out there. You had your 15-minute yep. break, even though this break says it should have been 30 minutes. I need you out there now. Um, yep. When I say that, it holds weight. Because I don't expect that all the time. I, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill when it comes to a lot of things, but then that makes the moments when I have to make a, maybe a harder decision more powerful. And it may be like, oh, like she was chill with this. She was like, she was good with this. Like she helped me out here. I'm going to do what she says. Right. If you're, I mean, if, if you're, if you're, say you're a parent, Mm -hmm. you're a parent and you're, you're pushing and expecting A pluses in every single class. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to, that's going to tire someone out. But if you're like, yeah. dude, you can get B's. <laughs> B's are fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. you C once in a while. That's okay. You know, cause C's mm-hmm. average. That's okay. Right. When, yes. when, that, when you go, Hey, I need you to get an A plus in this class. They'll be like, yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, or I need you to at least go for that A. It's like, yeah, I want to. Like, you know, like that's yes. it's kind of nobody can nobody can perform at their peak. Nobody can perform at that like apex level all the time. Like everybody right. has to have like an like just a comfort spot. Like totally. Like you live in your comfortable spot and then it takes a lot of energy to get to that higher spot. So that's right. short, that's gotta be short bursts. It can't be all the time. And that I think a lot of a lot of um, a lot of the people that like I lead struggle with that because they they are expected to perform at their absolute peak eight hours a day plus, you know, and yeah, all the time. And that's just unrealistic. 
Like, yeah, you have to think realistically about these things, you know? Oh, my gosh. I love I've like haven't it makes perfect sense intellectually what you're saying. I haven't heard that articulated before, but it's so true. Like you can't you can't expect people to be on their A game every single time. No, there's it's got I love that. It's got to be in short bursts. I love that you said that. Literally, I think. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I've actually had this conversation like with my mom when you talk about parenting before, mm-hmm. where I'm like, if everything's a problem, then nothing's a problem. Correct. Like, if everything I do is like, let's, I don't know, like, I don't get grounded. I'm 23, but like, let's say, <laughs> let's say we're talking about getting grounded. If everything I do equates me, equates to me getting grounded, then like nothing has any significance anymore. Correct. Because there's no weight to it. Like, yeah. if everything's the same, then nothing is it. Yeah. So I I love that. I think that that's so true. I have a question about that. Yeah, go for it. How do you balance um or where is that line? And like stick with me cuz this is kind of not an articulate question. I may have to edit the way I'm asking this. But like uh wh- what is that line between being more chillaxed and then when you ask for something to be done it holds more weight and being more chillaxed and then and then it's like people walk all over so- you. Yeah, like so out of character for you to ask for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how, where is that line? How do people balance that? Um, I feel for me, um, my big thing is I've I mentioned it before, but explaining the why. And that's yeah. a big thing that I don't know why a lot of people don't do. It's like they mm-hmm. think that they need to hold this information because them holding this information makes them important or makes them oh. Uh, or yes. like is job security or something. Like, oh, oh my gosh, like yeah. I know this, so like if I were to yes. tell someone, then they would know it and they would become the same level of importance as I am. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let so people, key. Let yes. people be important. Like why not? Like if, if I'm yes. saying, if I'm saying, I'm trying to think of an example and I cannot, if it's, we'll go back to the break one again. So like mm-hmm. if someone has a nice 30 minute cushy break, yeah. And they're mm-hmm. so excited. And at 10, 10 minutes into that cushy break, I say, Hey, I need you to, I need you to get back up and work at 15, like at your mm-hmm. 15 and they go and they go, why? And I say, I just need you to, mm-hmm. why, why would they want to do it? Like, right. that's not, yep. they, they know if I say, if, if I say, Hey, I need you to, to get back up after your 15's over, because even though this is a plan 30, I need you to get back up after 15 and they go, why? And I go, Oh, because um, this person is going because this person is having a medical issue right now, and they're going to uh, our cast health services. Yes, I need you to step in for them while they're there. I'll try to get you that break again. They'll go. Oh, no problem. I don't need that break. <laughs> like, totally. Like if, yes. If you're if you're just holding the information, I mean, if it's sensitive information, obviously hold it. But right. um, but if you can give that information to incentivize that person to help you, like. Mm-hmm why wouldn't you like yes. giving the explanation is such a big thing. And like, I'm, I'm currently getting my, um, master's in organizational leadership. So, um, I grabbed Hell yeah. summer, hopefully. Yes. Oh my and, God. Congrats. I know. I'm excited. Um, my celebration or my ceremony was canceled, but they're trying to do a, an online one. Thanks COVID. Oh, that's cute. I know. So yeah, cute. seriously. Um, but like, that's one of the big things in every single book on leadership that has been assigned to me is like, explain things, explain the why, explain reasoning, explain to people. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of leaders don't do that. Like they don't, they don't trust people that they work with enough to Mm -hmm. to give them that information. And that, that information is so key. Like in asking someone to do something that they maybe don't want to do, but they are being paid for. 
Like you are being compensated mm-hmm. for this. Like you need to tell them why they're doing it. Like you can't ask totally. them to be blind followers. You can't. Like that's 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 dumb. Like that's poor. Oh my gosh. At its apex. I literally like love I so agree with like I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about like sometimes leaders don't disclose information because they think that it'll somehow like diminish their authority because like they're because like they they don't have exclusive knowledge or something like that. I see that. Like I so see that. And I haven't been able to articulate that, but I see that happening often with people. And, and I mean, if you if you if you're not supposed if like this person is not that maybe supposed to know this information, you're not you shouldn't tell them. And you can say that. You can say I really can't tell you why, but just know it's important because I'm asking you. Yeah. You can say that. Or if you give somebody information and you can say like, "Hey, this person is having a medical issue right now, but please mm-hmm. don't spread that around. Please don't tell anybody." Like you can right. you can add on those caveats. That's totally fine. as long as you give them a reason, even if the reason is I can't tell you, as long as you articulate mm-hmm. that, then they'll do it. Like totally. Even the most stubborn of people will do it. I've had to do that. Like I've had to I've had to overcome the most stubborn of people because like in in our job everyone's emotional like our job yes I've, I've you've probably heard me say it before but our job we literally deal in emotions our product is emotions we sell yep. magic that is yes. like not real but we evoke right. out of you <laughs> so to do that we have to hire highly emotional people whether it's highly emotional good or highly emotional bad they're yeah. highly emotional because with with the highs you get the lows that's just that's what happens oh my gosh that's so flipping true <laughs> That's so true. You literally have to hire people that are like innately emotional. Yeah. Because oh my god, I mean, you're a genius. I, I know. Well, you know. <laughs> no, cuz That's so I mean, true. In in order we, Okay, this is this is human this is human what is it? Evolution. Mm-hmm. Um we mimic people. Like that uh-huh. to fit in, to be right. we're social we're a social bunch. Um right. humans are social. It's fact. Um, even even the hermits are social. They have right. they have innate social cues. So when someone when someone yawns, you yawn because you want to fit in. You want to empath- You want to show that you're empathizing with that person that you are also tired. You know. Right. So when someone, even if you're having a bad day, if someone starts laughing or someone is smiling at you, you have to fight to not laugh and not smile. Like yes. you're like the deepest darkest parts of your soul have to come out at that point if you don't want to laugh or smile. Like right. If, if, if a child, you've seen it a million times. If a child comes in and they are crying, the minute they see Cinderella's face and it is happy and it is it is compassionate and their arms are open, that yes. child stops crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's some of totally. them that cry, but like the majority of it, it's like happiness will will you know help do that. And I mean that's just that's that has to happen. And to get those emotions out of people, you have to hire emotional people. So right. The non-emotional or less emotional or I don't know how to be emotional people will feel safe. Yeah. Emotional. Be- that is so true. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so I Amber, <laughs> like I'm telling you, these are things that like I feel like I've been like thinking about, but not not in um not in like direct or clear terms. And yeah. then you say it and it's like, oh my God, that's what I see. I just didn't know what that was. Oh my God. Yes. You're I such a genius. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I have another question. Yeah. So you were talking about um, – you were saying like it's important to give cast information to talk about the why. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you about a personal experience I've had, and I would love for you to give me advice okay. on how to better handle this situation. In the Do future. my best. 
Okay, so I have been told at work, um, and it's not necessarily in a negative way, but like I've definitely felt that it people get annoyed. I've been told I ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I just I'll question things. I'll ask why certain things happen, and um, I have been described as a few different things, including tenacious, which is a good thing. Like I think that that's a good thing. Yeah. However, I've also been told by leaders that sometimes I can come across as contrarian like I'm trying to disagree with them when I'm really just trying to understand like if they say Riley go do x mm-hmm. I'll totally do it I just also want to know why yeah. but I'm, I'm not trying to be like well why like it's not supposed to be in a sassy way mm-hmm. but I have been told that I come across as like I'm trying to disagree so how can people ask questions of their leaders while also making it very clear that they are being supportive of the choice um a lot of oh, it good. has to do with perception okay um because you can say something that is intended but unless it is perceived accurately, it the perception is going to be the reality. That's right. I mean that's a that's a very common term or phrase. Uh, perception is reality, or reality, you know, your reality mm-hmm. is your perception. Um, right. So if I example, if I were to say, if I were to be like, "Hi, how are you today? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here." Yeah, you're perceiving it as I'm actually excited that you're here. I'm going to say the right. same exact words in a different way. Hi, how are you? Oh my God, I'm so excited that you're here. Yeah. Like, it's different. Exactly <laughs> words, but the intention behind them is probably different. And right. the perception is definitely 100% opposite. So, right. even though they're the exact same words, it's the, it's how, how you're saying it plus right. how the person is interpreting it. And that, mm-hmm. This is the this is one of the most difficult things because if you're saying something and you and you're saying it in a way that you believe is genuine and how and you're articulating it exactly how you want it to be, if that mm-hmm. person who's listening to you, if that receiver is in any way one emotionally compromised, two coming in with preconceived notions or mm-hmm. or any other factors, mm-hmm. you could say it the absolute most perfect way and they will take it wrong right and that's not on you mm-hmm. that's on them right. so um for you I think I don't know if they mean it the way that they are giving it to you because mm-hmm. yes you do ask a lot of questions which I love um, yeah, yeah but also I'm very comfortable in answering questions even yeah. when I say I have no clue let me go find out or I have no clue and I don't know where to find out let me ask right like you ask a lot of questions and they're valid and especially if people are asking you to do something or if a rule has changed or if something has changed and if there's no explanation behind it then yeah ask why and if the person right. won't tell you why then that's on them <laughs> right like it is it is fine for you to ask why but also like if you ask why and the person doesn't tell you Mm -hmm. you you should your next question or your next yeah question should be well can you follow up with me once you get more information Mm. because if you are constantly asking why and they're constantly saying I don't know I don't know or like I can't tell you I can't tell you that you should only that should only be a maybe once or twice exchange it shouldn't it shouldn't go past the once or twice um you can follow up later in the day you know, yeah. like, I was like, Hey, did you ever find out more information on that? It's totally like, 
I would come at it as more of like a, I'm trying to get information and being like real kind about it. Yeah. yeah. Be like, why are you asking me to do this? Which you never do. Okay. For the right. Right. <laughs> um, but I feel like maybe because I have to do this a lot um, in speaking with my leaders, um, I have to find ways to phrase things so it doesn't sound like I'm um, trying to tell them what to do because that's yes. what I've give that I've been given is like sometimes that I I think that my way is the only way, mm-hmm. and if totally. it's the other way, then I'm not on board. And I've given mm-hmm. I've been I've been given that feedback. I'm working on that feedback, um, but a lot of the times the for going to speaking on my feedback that I just gave you that I have been given to myself. Did that make sense? Yeah. No, of course. It no, didn't. it did. <laughs> um, <laughs> with me and my like view on leadership, I've seen how well it works. Mm-hmm. And I've had people come up to me and tell me that they appreciate my style and that they appreciate me and that they appreciate what I do for them. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I, I think when I give that vibe off of like, well, why are we doing that this way when this, when my way is just, it seems so much better is because I have the, the, um, knowledge and experience from my previous interactions with people, the people that these decisions are being made for that maybe speaks to my point as opposed to what the people that might be a little too far removed from the operation are deciding. Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. I feel that's one that's one of the big things in leadership is the more far away you are from the operation, from the front line, that the more disconnected you are with the decisions that you're making for those frontline people. If you don't 100%. know what's going on on the front line, you're not going to be able to make informed and good decisions on what they do. And that's why I like to be out there, even if I'm in the break room a lot, because <laughs> that. I, I, sometimes I choose to be in the break room a lot and I know that's not what my leaders want, but that's where people can tell you things. That's where people can yes. express their actual opinions and be real with you. Is, I'm snapping right now. Is, I heard it. Is, <laughs> in, in their safe space where they're not on, where they're not, yes. you know, literally performing for people. Like if I go out in, uh, into Disneyland, if I go out into main street and I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, how are you feeling today? They're going to be, they're either going to go, Oh, I'm good. Or, oh, I'm great. And then I get backstage and I'm and they're like slumped on a couch and like on their yeah. phone. And I'm like, are you? Because <laughs> yeah. you are. Like yeah. being being backstage is just as big or, you know, in your break room is just as big as a necessity as being out with the people. They need to see you out there. Like they need to know that you are doing the job that they're you're asking them to do as well. Totally. But you also need to get the real side of them. You need yes. to get the real person. You know, I think that's why people decision. I think that's really one of the reasons that people respond so well to you is because it is a very genuine interest in what's going on as a person, just as much as you're interested in like how the role is going in relation to like productivity and efficiency and like guest satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't feel like you're prioritizing the business over the person, which let's be real, right? Like let's let's be frank. In running a business, you have to prioritize the business. That, like you're, you're not going to be successful if you just like only care about emotions or whatever, right? right? But you really are able to balance the two where it doesn't feel like I'm being asked to do something that is going to harm me as a person for the sake of the for the sake of the operation or something. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's also something that um, a lot of 
companies do is they push leadership and management together. It's the same mm-hmm. roles and they're mm-hmm. completely different. I mean, <gasps> yes. Tell me about that. Yes. Each of them, leadership and management can work hand in hand, but there are some times when you need leaders and there are some times where you need managers. And for me, my, my thought on that is that leadership is a soft skill, like mm-hmm. almost a hundred percent soft skill, um, position. Leadership mm-hmm. is inspiring people. It's encouraging people. It's getting people to work for you, not against mm-hmm. you. It's, it's, it's that emotional side. It's this, like, like I said, the soft skills, it's dealing with, dealing with, um, altercations. It's dealing with, you know, bad days, good days, everything in between management, yeah. the management side of things is numbers is, you know, statistics is, um, projections is, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff of like, well, this is what we could be doing. These are the numbers we should be hitting. How do we hit those numbers? Like, oh, well, we could do it for this. And that's those, the people that are doing the managerial stuff are usually the more far removed from the operation. Yes. How do you approach conflict resolution and how do you confront someone when there's something that needs to be addressed? Uh, one, this is my least favorite thing in the entire world. And I'm <laughs> I, I absolutely hate it. Like yeah. some people are real good at it. I'm I'm not good at the approach. I'm mm-hmm. because I ha- I have anxiety. So yeah. all I do is overthink how this person is going to react. Mm-hmm. Um and overthink of how I'm going to mess it up. That's all I think about. So yeah. um when I have to do it because I do, I have to do it. There's a million times every day when I have to do it. Um, right. I I literally come at it as like like I'll just, I'll present the facts. Like if say, say something, mm, say I have a cast member and they're Mm -hmm. at a location and I've had, I've had one person come up to me and say, this person's really rude, like Mm -hmm. rude to people. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'll go watch them. Maybe I'll go watch them, but I'm there. They know I'm there. So they're going to, they might up their game, you know? Um, And then I have another person be like, this person literally did this. And they give me an example and I go, okay, once is a fluke, twice is a pattern. Right. And so uh-huh. at that point, I'll, I'll see if, if, if they're on a break, I'll catch them after the break. If they're not on a break and I need to talk to him right now, I'll mm-hmm. have to take them out. Um, not take them out like the bad way, but take them out. Right. <laughs> um, take it out back. <laughs> like, oh, they do have snipers. Um, <laughs> but like, I'll have them, I'll have them send them down to me. And at that point I present the facts. I'll be like, Hey, I've heard that, you know, people have perceived you as being rude to to guests or like the way you're presenting information maybe isn't the best. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're doing that. And I'll give them a chance to kind of plead their case. And oh, then yeah. and then after they plead their case, I'll be like, cool, totally understand. Just know that you're being this is the way you're being perceived and this is the way the information is being perceived. You might mm-hmm. need to rethink it, maybe be a little like happier. And I'll give them an example of like, don't say it this way, say it this way instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's a very specific example, but it's an example that I feel happens a lot at where we work at Disneyland because, totally because Disneyland is the place where everybody is nice to you. Like they are yes. be nice to you. So if somebody yes. is nice to you, that's an issue that needs to be dealt with, dealt with. Um, yeah. and so I've had that happen. Um, you know, I feel like talking to people about their performance is difficult for a lot of people. I don't have an issue with it because I feel like I can give examples and I can articulate it in a way that doesn't make them feel like they're doing a bad job necessarily, just not the job that we want them to be doing. 
Right. Does yeah. That so no, it does. That's, that's a good distinction. Yeah. And if you if if you if you even want to go further and talk about like internal conflict re- resolution of like two people going at it, like not yeah. liking each other, being angry, um, with that, because uh, I've had to do that as well of multiple yeah. people being mad at each other, uh, yeah. things that happened. Um, with that, I usually take one one party aside, get their facts. Take the other uh-huh. party aside, get their side of the story, get their facts, and then I put it together. Sometimes I will go talk to them separately. Or sometimes I will bring them both together and say, we need to figure this out. Two things that you said, actually. First of all, you talk, when you were talking about, um, like conflict resolution and you said like, you just go for the facts, like you go like whatever the facts are, honestly, it sounds so simple, but I don't think that enough people focus on that because let's say you have a conflict that you have to address. Like, let's say it's a disciplinary thing. You're, you didn't put that person in that position. The facts are that they they didn't follow a rule and they put themselves in that position. Yeah. Like those are – it's not – you don't have to put it on yourself. You can put it on the facts. And so many times I notice people, they don't rely on the facts. They actually dig themselves a deeper hole because they try and like extrapolate on like who you are as a person. Yeah. Instead of just dealing with the facts. Yeah. And I, Which, mean, I don't know. Facts, I love that. I feel like facts are so much easier in in that kind of situation in a like in a negative interaction. Facts mm-hmm. are so much easier to accept than opinion. Yeah. And so oh, if totally. you're you're telling someone like if you're telling someone going back to the same example I used of like this person told me that this is what they observed of you. Yeah. Rather than like um I think that you're being mean. I think that you're yeah. being really rude because that's what people have told me. Like that's that's the same information presented to completely different ways. And the first one is so much more acceptable than the second one. Cause the second one just places like judgment, judgment, blame and icky things. And so if you go with the facts of like, like, you know, person A said that they saw you literally like roll your eyes at a guest. Right. Like, did you do that? No, I didn't. Okay, well, the perception was that you did. So maybe yeah. your body language possibly like th- – because this this is where it gets into like the opinion and the like maybes is like, yes. well, that was what they perceived. That's the fact. That's their right. perception. So you maybe did something else. So make sure right. you're aware of your body. Make sure you're aware of your face when you're dealing with customers. Like there, there's there's the feedback. <laughs> like No, totally. And that's, I that's also- a lot easier to take. I love that you I love that you present the situation and give the other person a chance to say like did this happen? Yeah. You have to. I think that that's crucial. I like when people call me out. Yeah. And say like I saw you do like don't don't try and lie Riley or yeah. whatever. Like <laughs> I I really respect that. I think it's cool because it also shows that you care. Cuz if you didn't care, you would just like let people do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever they want, pardon me. Yeah, and if you explain that to them be like, "Hey, I'm giving you this feedback because I want you to be better." They're yeah. like that, that, that right there, that phrase will flip a switch in people. Totally. Be like, oh my God. Yeah, you are. I, Cause I've told people, I'm like, I'm like, if I didn't care about your well being, I wouldn't be having this conversation. This conversation is not fun for me. And this conversation is not beneficial for me in any way. I want you to be better. So that's why I'm having this difficult conversation. And oh they're God. like, wow, like you actually care about me. I'm like, yes. Like that's Amber. why I'm having this conversation with you. You, that is so I mean, cool. I can ignore things. Yes. Like I can. <laughs> I think that's literally so key. That convert you telling a person something that they could do better benefits you not at all. No. Like not you're at all. not just 
enriching your day by pulling someone aside and having a hard conversation. That is so true. I mean, if it goes well, yeah, it benefits me because it makes me feel good about what I'm doing. Oh, wait, you know? yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me feel good. But but the the whole point of the conversation is not to benefit me. It's to right. make you a better person. What do you feel is the the most important, maybe like one or two things that somebody should be actively focusing on when in a leadership role? You need to understand why you're a leader. Yeah. Like for me, it's people. Like yep. I'm an introvert. I don't really like people, but I'm very mm-hmm. good at, you know, overseeing people. And yeah. And I care about the people that I'm overseeing. Yep. Like when it's my job, even when it's not my job sometimes, because sometimes I have to like pull this out during normal situations that I'm not working at. But yeah. but if there's a if there's a a time where I have to be in charge of people, if those people weren't there, I would be my the the need for me is obsolete. Like right. I, I'm not necessary at that point. But if those yeah. people exist then I have to, like, then my job is relevant. So yes. for me, it's knowing why you're a leader, like understanding why you chose to be in a leadership role and why, like, and the key thing that you lead with. And me, for me, it's people and trust. You have so many good, like, um, like one-liners throughout this. <laughs> Like, that's so good. I love that. You're just going to come up with those inspirational quotes and put them on pretty pictures of sunset Literally. <laughs> Hanging in my rooms. Yeah. I'm serious. That's, those are so good. Oh, my gosh. Amber, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're so I, – I, I always knew. I'm like, oh, she's such a fun lead. She's so cool. I really feel like I listen to her. I like her more than other people. Wow. <laughs> but, like, there's so much – there's so much process behind you make it look easy. Thanks. You make it look like effortless, but there's there's so much intentionality behind how you lead other people. And I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I actually wrote in one of my, uh, my my grad school papers, I said, I said, professionals make it look easy. I seriously can't thank you enough. Amber, this is this was so much fun. I really feel like I learned a lot. And I just feel I said this, but I got to say it again. Because I just feel like you articulated so many things that I have thought about, but like didn't understand why they were happening or why I was feeling that way. And I think it just goes to show how well you understand people and how well you understand like the climate that you work in. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. Oh, of course. Like I said, anytime. I always talk. Thanks, I like talking leadership. It's fun. It's so, and you're so good at it. Like, I think it's fun. Like, I'm not good at the leadership thing, but like, I think it's fun talking to you about it, talking with you about it. That's fun. I have opinions. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Thanks so much, Amber. You have a great rest of your day. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.